Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. everyone and thank you as always for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride broadcasting to you from the Radio Harambe studios and out on the road again. That's right folks joining us from somewhere in the world the Safari Mike. Mike where are you today? Just on a beach somewhere sipping uh, caipirinhas and uh... no caipirinhas but it is sort of a beach. I'm at okay. Katai National Park. Uh, spell it. K-U-T-A-I. K-U, ooh, K-U-T-A-I. Well, that's an interesting, K-U. K-U-T, it's not African. Mm-mm, no. Good, good, good. I'm glad I talked to you into that. K-U-T, I don't know. It it almost sounds like uh, K U T A I, all one word. I don't. I can, it sounds Asian of some kind, but I but I wouldn't. I I can't make anything out of it. Could be anything from Asian to Alaskan with that kind of uh, with that kind of way that's spelled. Pick uh, some place. Uh, pick some place. China. No, Dave. I'm in Borneo. We are yeah, China was a stupid guess. That was a stupid guess. <laughs> I am in uh, the mangrove forests, not far from uh, the ocean. We are set- setting the proboscis monkey. Have you ever seen the proboscis monkey? I think I have, yes. The Bronx Zoo actually used to have them years ago. They, they're they basically the Jimmy Durante monkey. They right. Look like the males have these huge proboscis noses that they use for honking and right. displays and stuff like that. Yeah. They are highly endangered. They're found here only in only in Borneo and, and some of the surrounding islands, and they are limited to riverine as well as mangrove forests. So they're highly endangered. In fact, over the last forty years, we've lost about fifty percent of them. They are uh, endangered, mostly due to habitat loss, as the mangrove forest uh, is lost here in Borneo. And they really are the Jimmy Durante monkeys. Mike's yes. not. Mike's not kidding about that. If you know what it, who Jimmy Durante is, and you know some of our older listeners, I hope do, uh, <laughs> they would know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. All right. So on this show, basically, what happened was a few weeks ago, I went down to Disney. Now it's been a while now. Mike and I uh, had a lot of stuff going on in between. We kind of went on a little bit of a uh, summer hiatus. Uh, that hiatus is going to continue through the summer. You're going to hear. You're going to have uh, less and less shows coming out during the summer um, because there's just too much stuff going on on my end. But um, 
we'll be back, you know, hopefully be back in a regular schedule soon. But uh, Mike wanted to make sure that we popped the show in here mm-hmm. where I talked about my trip to Disney, specifically my experiences with the new things, um, the stuff that most people have yet to see, the new nighttime stuff at the Animal Kingdom. Um, so since this was Mike guys, Mike's idea, Mike, how do you want to do it? What do you want me to tell you? What do you need to know? <laughs> well, maybe we should go through each of the new things um, at the Animal Kingdom one by one. Sure, that sounds like a great idea. Yep. First, before we get there, did you yep. see? Um, uh, did you? Were there, was there any other new things at any of the other parks that uh, that maybe we should talk about? Mm. First? Because I know, for example, there's been a lot of talk about the Frozen Ever After. That wasn't Star open yet. Wars fireworks and. The new Soren, you just missed all three of those. I things. bet missed all of them. The, the, I right. saw the um, the older Star Wars fireworks version, which was very good. Right. Um, you know, nicely done. The music is beautiful, and and you know that music speaks for itself and lends itself to anything you really wanted to do. Um, so that was great. I saw um, you know the the uh, the the launch bay, which. Um, okay. Yeah, and that, that that really holds up to the launch bay at uh, in Disneyland. They're 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 different in layout, but they, you know, they both come off really well. Um, you know, the the museum part of the launch bay is beautiful, and I and I thought that was really really nice. I, I, I you know I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I think that's probably it. I mean, I, I everything else had yet to open so i can't i can't think of anything else unless i'm missing something there was nothing i'm just going through the parks in my head yeah i think that was it it wasn't a magic kingdom or anything like that so did you get down to disney springs or anything uh we did we, we did there. very very briefly all right um and only only for a few minutes now it's a, just it's it as we go through this, it's important to understand this was the first time that I was ever there during crowded summer months, mm-hmm. and it's stifling hot. Mid June, right? It was About? it was early June, was it? Okay. but it was like mid June temperatures, um, and I just do not care for that at all. Uh, so, and we were there for kind of multiple reasons. My wife was there on business for some of those days. Um, so there was a lot of times where we weren't spending, we certainly weren't going commando in the park. I've got a 16 month old who's, uh, you're not going to stand up for that for very long. Um, and it was just, it was incredibly hot. I mean, just God awful hot and God awful crowded. So, you know, there was just not much getting done. Uh, and so I really focused on just making sure I got to see these new Animal Kingdom things. And then, really, the rest of it I just didn't have time or energy for, to be honest with you. I mean, we, we went over to the Magic Kingdom for maybe two hours. <laughs> and right, it just right. and did maybe one or two things and just said, this is insanity. Let's get out of here. And I'll tell you the one thing. Before we get into the, the Animal Kingdom thing, I'll tell you one thing it made me do. And it made me really, really, really hate... The idea of charging people more for coming in there, uh, coming to Disney in the summer months when it's crowded. Um, because it may be, uh, you know, justifiable by a tool, you know, to everybody to say, well, you know, that's when it's crowded. That's yeah, when it's right. worse. And even though it's crowded, the fact that you can look at somebody with a straight face and say, you know, 
I'm going to charge you more today is just insultingly stupid. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's really difficult to tour the park. And I, I, I don't know how people did it. I really don't. I mean, I, I, but that's me. I, I'm, a, I'm a heat wimp for sure. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I, it's not that I don't like the heat. I like the heat when I'm on a beach. Uh, you know, lying in the ocean. Uh, I don't like the heat when I'm trying to walk around and 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 be like you know in confined spaces with other people whose hygiene habits may not be uh, quite fabulous. Um, so it's it's a it's a painful process. It's a, it's a difficult thing to do to go there during that time. So uh, anyway, okay. So what 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 new stuff do we want to go through? Well, let's go through all of it. So let's start off with, um, I guess we'll start off with the new, well, well, first of all, how many nights were you there? One evening at the Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom? Two or three. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you you, you were there a couple of different times. Yes. You know, in the evening. Yes. And um, how many times did you see the Jungle Book show? Once? (laughs) Barely. Yes. Okay. Why don't we talk about that first? Okay. First of all, um, when I was there, it was only open for about maybe a week or so. Right. And there was an incredible amount of people trying to get to it. I mean, to the point where the line, the standby line for um, for seats for the second show was starting to pile up before the first one even started. Hmm. So people were waiting an hour and a half in these lines in the heat uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to see this show. I wasn't going to do that. So basic, and I certainly wasn't going to make my son sit through it. Um, so, and it was too late. It was on at like nine o'clock and ten thirty. So. Uh, finally, what happened, and and getting fast passes for it was an impossibility. You weren't getting those; those were all those were all gone. This is what everybody wanted to see. Uh, yeah, you could have got them earlier in advance, and I and I could have got them earlier too. But you couldn't get them while you were there. Right, you know, you right. couldn't get if you if you decided if it rained on Tuesday, you weren't getting a, a one on Saturday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, what I did was just sort of find a spot where I could because I'm taller than most people, where I could sort of stand in the back and see it. I didn't need to be sitting in the, in the theater with all of those people. Um, just wasn't really necessary for me because they were just shoehorned into this theater. Um, I mean, it, it, and so that's what I did. I, I actually was in the back where the, where the performers enter um, the stage. So you saw all the performers with the torches and or the lanterns coming up th- from the, you know, from, from backstage up the, up the walkways and coming in. Um, I think you tweeted a picture of that, didn't you? Uh, yes, it did. Yeah. Um, and I watched it and it is as um, underwhelming and as poor as everybody says it is. Um, it's just, it's just not, there's just nothing to it. It's just, there's, there's, um, performers, um, performing some very sort of bland stuff and they're not doing anything spectacular or, or particularly inspirational. And, and basically all you're seeing is a, um, uh, clips from a movie I've never seen before. So, oh, well, I saw it, so maybe that would change. That might help. I mean, I, I guess if you, you know, if you really, really love the movie and you just like to see something, some other interpretation of it, maybe that'll help. 
Um, but it didn't do anything for me. Right. The music is, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> believe me, if you've watched it on YouTube and you thought, eh, it's not any better in person. It, it doesn't, okay. it really isn't. I mean, there's just nothing to it. Um, it really looks like a show that they rushed into place. Uh, with, what it is, with, with yeah, with poor edits in the in the in the all you and all you're seeing is the screen, and then some people sort of walking around on these rafts, and okay. and that's really it. I mean, there's nothing. There's no. There's not a lot of coordination to it. There's no story or anything or you know. <laughs> there's nothing. It's just it's just very very dull and and. And I sat and watched and looked at it, and I had to make myself, you know, sweat beating off my brow. I had to make myself finish watching it because I, I, I said, okay, I got, I got to get to the end because I know Mike's going to ask me about it. Um, and I, I because I, I would have left after ten minutes because How long was it? it felt like three hours, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think it was more than. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I don't think it was more than 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. Um, I don't remember the running time of it, to be honest That's with okay. you. That's I okay. didn't write that down. So, but it 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 felt like an eternity. <laughs> so, so there wasn't too much in the way of coordination of a story or anything like that, right? Uh, not that I got. Now, again, maybe if you were um, in the theater and closer to the the cast and what was going on there, maybe you got a little more of that out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't. I, I didn't get anything like that out of it. I mean, some of the visuals are cute. Um, you know, s- s- some of the the it, Mike, even like the the floats that they're on, right? Right. Um, I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but I have. Right. I mean, they're just so, so bare. So uh, they're like colorless and and they're just so dull. Like there's just nothing to them, you know. And they they look like somebody traced out a little stencil and cut them out with scissors, and you know, and uh, it looks like some. And some of it looks like something you'd see like in the set of It's a Small World. You know, it's 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 very kind of cliche looking and and just uh, it's just you know some of the performers are were pretty cool. Um, some of the sort of the ethnic music and things like that, I guess, was neat. Um, but the costumes weren't. There wasn't really anything special there. Um, you know, I, I'm not a critic on stuff like this, so I don't. You know, I don't want to talk too much about it but it just as far as like costumes and dance and that's but it just seems so bland and so so lifeless like there was no excitement you know there was nothing to get there was no like applause part or you know part where you hear everybody gasp or something you know what i mean like there's 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 nothing like that and disney shows are known for that now having contrast contrast that to just simply and this is the power of star wars and the music but all that was was fireworks in the sky to star wars music and an occasional um you know voice drop in of you know of uh obi-wan saying something or you know that kind of thing but as soon as the 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 big introduction song begins that big orchestra hit you know you can you could feel the place kind of gasp 
you know, like, oh, here we go. And then, like, when Vader's voice comes into the, you, 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 you feel people responding to it. That never happened in this show to me. I mean, there just wasn't, there was just no response like that at all. There was no, there was no moment to, uh, to really hold on to and say, boy, that was great. I can't wait to see that again. You know, I mean, I think of like Festival of the Lion King. I I remember seeing that for the first time. Like, okay, they're going to do the music, but then when the guy sang Scar song and that whole sort of moment, I'm like, wow, this is really good. You know, you got you you got that that kind of build up going with you, and and it just never had that. No hit of excitement in the show at all. Okay, all right. Um, let's, some of the more basic questions about this. How's the theater itself? Cramped. The one okay. thing. The one thing I noticed because I actually, um, you know, walked over to it during the day was that um, it seemed like there were people just the, the space between the this this the benches was not very good. <laughs> very good. I, I don't know if. If people on the internet have have said anything about that, um, or if anybody has agreed or disagreed with that, and if you've actually sat for the whole show in that, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Um, I did again. I didn't sit in the show. I just went into the theater beforehand um, to see what it looked like and and walk down through there, which they let me do. Um, and this was like during the middle of the day, but it was very uh, just just they just seemed very cramped. And and I noticed that when I came back to watch the show, that people were just shoehorned in there. And I thought to myself, "My God, I'm glad I didn't get down in there, because that would have just been torture. Right? Just torture. Have somebody's knees in your back in the middle of the heat like that? Oh God, jeez. All right. Well, Off. they pack about five thousand people in them, which you know we've talked about before. That's even smaller than the uh, yeah Fantasmic Theater. I mean, it got crowded fast, right? Oh, I yeah, absolutely. I mean, people people. Absolutely, it's 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 filled immediately. I mean, the standby stuff was done right away. But again, I was there a week into it. Right. My feeling is that I'm probably not the only person who felt this way about the show. And maybe by the time you go, some of the gleam will be off it. And you know, you certainly because I'm I was still at that time where locals were going to see it for the first time. Sure. So I, I think you'll be past that by the time you go. And, and I think right. anybody who's doing this kind of, you know, late summer and on probably won't have that same issue. Uh, I would suggest seeing it. I mean, if you're there and it's not horribly hot or horribly crowded, you know, it's gr- we always talk about how great it is to be around the Animal Kingdom at night. And this is a f- certainly a fine enough show as long as you don't have to put this gargantuan effort to get there. <laughs> Sure. You know, into it like some people were doing, and that's really the the biggest complaint. Right, and I have fast passes for it for late August, which of course tells us that they expect the show to be going still. Right, well which I think I August. think it will be. I think it will be, and I think they certainly, um, you know, may have had some false uh, reason for hope at how how well it was performing with crowds. I th- but we'll again we'll see what it looks like later on down the road because I. It, certainly does not feel like it's going to be there for very long let's hope not um, <laughs> now now you're, my, you're my, not the only person that's, that has well that was i was just going to say you're, you're more in touch it. with you're more in touch with the twitter people and the fans of of the park than i am and certainly over the last few weeks you have been i mean uh, it, does does that sound like what everybody else says yeah pretty much pretty okay. much. I, I really haven't heard anybody that's actually truly liked it okay 
All right, good. Uh, most most of the people are lukewarm at best. Right. Not downright. This is boring. Um, I, I'm in the 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 the, the downright. This is boring. Yeah. I th- just thought it was dull. I thought it was boring. Yeah. But not dreadfully bad or stupid or something like that. You know, it wasn't Tarzan rocks. <laughs> um, it wasn't like was awful. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a borderline offensively bad. It just is. <laughs> it just was dull. It's boring. It's just something right. you see once and then never bother going back again. Right, right, right. Now, mm-hmm. you want to move on to something else? Sure. Let's talk a little bit about Harambe at night. Were you, were you able to enjoy some of the new entertainment offerings there? I, I was, and, and I was... Um, Give us some of your thoughts on that. I The one I wanted to see, and I never got a chance to see, was the soccer, Harambe soccer cats, or meerkats, or whatever they were. Um, the The difficulty was that they what they did on the Times Guide was say that the party with an eye starts at this time, and then that's really all the information you get. You don't right. get you don't get any more information about who plays when or anything like that. Now I ran into uh, one of the performers and asked them when certain people are going to be playing because I wanted to see Burdika. I wanted to see as much as I can, and he said, "Well, I, I know after us we're going to do this, and then after us comes these people." Um, so I was able to see the acrobats, mm-hmm. and I was able to see the. Um, I can't remember their name, but the the female vocal group. There's three of them, right? Right. Now, the female vocal group is very sort of, um, how would I put it, Uh, sort of casual. Um, They're they're acapella. They play some drums. They kind of just sit down in that square area and sing a little bit. They bring some kids in and have them play the drums with them. It's not as much of a show or production. It's just sort of more streetmosphere. than a than a you know than a real show. The acrobats are kind of more like you would imagine, um, you know, a Burdika or uh, you know a show over at Epcot would be. They kind of you know they they come out and there's a you know clear the area and there's a big production as you need to do for acrobats. They're called. I just looked it up. The Caribou Sisters. That's what yes, yes, yeah. Um, and both of those acts are fantastic. I mean, the women are. Terrific! The sisters are terrific with the kids. I've uh, got incredible voices. They sing some really cool songs, and the acrobats are just a and and and, and the acrobats are they both share that sort of this wonderful seamless transition into Harambe. They both just really belong there. They feel like they're part of the you know the part of the population of folks living in Harambe. Um, and the acrobats are very good. Nothing crazy. They're not like, they're not like doing stuff. You know, they're not <laughs> doing crazy nutty stuff. A lot of it's sort of dancing and crowd clapping along, and it's just very partyish. So it's more. And by crazy, I mean think less of like the Chinese acrobats in Epcot. It's not that. It's more of a sort of a musical show. You know, it's kind of more of uh, that kind of thing. It's 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 not as you know, we're not stopped and watching and gasping as people do things. Mm -hmm. They do some really cool little acrobatic stuff, kind of like, you know, cheerleaders would do or or something like that. Um, It probably killed me for saying that, but something along those lines. but they're they're got great personalities and they're doing doing along there's some great music and then and then Burdika was playing at night too and the other one that I really liked was um, <coughs> the one in um, the carnival thing the uh, what they call it the Discovery Island Carnival 
um, where the that band played across from. I guess that's it's it's kind of uh, the band. What was the band that's always been there? Okay, the, the name's running out of my head. Which one? Where? In in Discovery Island. You mean the Viva Guy? Viva Guy. Okay. Um, that that area where they play. Right is where this was, and then there's, okay. there's just more like dancing. There's people on on stilts, and there's you know more sort of performers mm-hmm. going on. That's really really nicely done too. Um, but you didn't ask about that. You asked about Harambe. Uh, it the, the the people in Harambe are per- go see everyone you could see is what I would recommend for sure. You'll enjoy them. They're they're a lot of fun, and uh, chat with them afterwards too because they're very funny. And you di- and you didn't see the soccer guys, right? The they only did. one I couldn't see. I'm not so sure they were there the night I was looking for them. Gotcha. Um, I know they're there now. I've seen pictures of them. Yeah. Go ahead. They may not have started yet, or maybe something like that, because I went okay. a couple of times and and I saw the Burdika, the Acrobats, and the Caribou Sisters every time I was there. I may have just been really unlucky, but that's who I always saw. And I kept coming back because, like I said, they wouldn't give you a schedule. To tell you when certain people are doing things, so mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get a chance to see. Them. You know, I'm sure I will soon. So, was there anything else about Discovery Island? Well, you know, you talked about Viva Guy a little bit. Was there anything else going on? Oh well, there? the Tree of Life. Sure. Um, well, we could talk about that, but I, I meant more of like entertainment. <laughs> or anything else. The only thing that I got a chance to actually see mm-hmm. was uh, the the um, the carnival. Right, show, and it's just a musical show. But they come in kind of down from the Harambe area, and they come walking down, you know, singing, you know, saying "Follow us to the Discovery Island Carnival." And there's a few of them, some dancers with sort of streamer things and in elaborate costumes, and some guys in stilts, and they're somersaulting through the street and all that kind of stuff. And and they're doing, you know, kind of ginning up the crowd to come and follow them to uh you know to see the show and and that's kind of neat too because that sort of ups that level of excitement throughout the area you know right and is the music kind of well you know uh, brazilian latin yeah yeah, it's viva gaia stuff yeah okay yeah but it's sort of uh, there's obviously i mean it can't happen during the tree of life thing time Mm mm-hmm because when the tree of life, what what do they call it, awakening or something? Um, yes, awakening. Yes. Okay, when that's happening, it's which seems to happen sort of all the time. <laughs> it seems right, right. to sort of begin and then just sort of go on in perpetuity. There's this huge crowd of people that stand in Discovery Island, staring up at the tree, waiting for the next thing to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, because it's less of a show than it is just sort of this stuff going on. If that makes sense, it does. So that's kind of what you're seeing, and and so they, you can't have that carnival running through the middle of those people. <laughs> Fair enough. And that was really cool, Mike, because that was not what I expected. The Tree of Life thing. I was expecting. Um, more of a hey at this time we'll come and watch a little 10 minute show and then it's over with right right you know and then maybe an hour later we'll do it again but this was something that sort of happens the whole time and and they put these 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 projections onto the tree of the animals mm-hmm. and then the animal moves or does something you know the tiger roars or something and it's 
incredible how cool it looks. I mean, it, it, it's it's you, you're mesmerized, and it's to the point where you you understand why people are all staring there, staring at it because you're like you can't wait to see the next thing that happens. You know, it's like holy god, how do they do that? I mean, you could see it. There's some points where you see the shadow of the tree and stuff, but the way they've lined up these projections onto the tree itself and how they've used the shadows of the sculpting and the movement. Uh, it's just is just brilliant. They did a, a wonderful, wonderful job. And then you have all these people, you know, like fifteen hundred people standing in front of it, just sort of staring. And then the the you know the elephant's trunk kind of does a thing, and they all go whoa! <laughs> right, right. Everybody gets all excited. Wow, the elephant, the elephant! Yeah, it's so funny to to, to look at. Really cool addition. Um, something you could throughout the night just sort of stop by and watch for five minutes. You know. <laughs> And that's kind of a neat idea. So, I mean, it's I mean, the, the projection technology for that you think is like a step up from the the uh, projection on the castle, for example, at Magic Kingdom. Much better. That interesting. Much better, only because of how much more effective it is in blending itself to the actual um, screen, essentially that it's being projected on. Like the contours of the tree itself. Right. It does such a good job at that. Mm-hmm. At at being one with the actual icon, uh, rather than just using the icon as a canvas, right? You know, to project something on. This really kind of integrates it all in and uses the 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 tree of life animals to and it, it literally brings them to life. I mean, it's it's gives them color, gives them shape, gives them. I mean, it's little tiny things like. You know, some, just thinking of some of the animals there, like the just the tiger, its eyes will blink. You know, and it it looks like it's a tiger sitting there. I mean, it just does such a fabulous job at that. It really is impressive. Now, um, should we move on? Sure, sure. Did your, you get a your chance idea. to go into Tiffin's and or the Nomad Lounge? I certainly didn't eat in either Tiffin's or the Nomad Nomad Lounge. Um, not a place. I'll be for, eating at Tiffin's myself. Okay, yep. Yeah, not a place for a sixteen-month-old uh, for sure. Um, but I did walk in them um, during uh, the day. Okay. Thoughts? Please on the decor. Beautiful. Um, Tiffin. Right, Tiffin's. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember Tiffins a little bit more. I, I, Tiffins didn't. It, 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 it's. It's. I'm trying to remember which one was Tiffins and which one was. Well, the Nomad Lounge had sort of these thi- these these um, drape these like banners coming from the ceiling. The the, the Nomad Lounge was was beautiful and a, I think a little more understated. Mm-hmm. Than I expected it to be. I think I expected it to be a little more. Uh, oh, um, how do I put this? I I expected it to be a a little more adventures club. Okay. And not as much Sanaa bar. <laughs> okay. If that makes sense. When it's a little more Sanaa bar, it's a little classier. You right. know, well, the Adventurers Club is really the Skipper Canteen over at uh, the Magic Kingdom now. Right. It's not as um, over the top in the theming as that. Okay. You know, it be, it's but it's a beautiful bar. Uh, you know, it's got some nice tables hanging around. It's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a really nice nice place. It's it's, uh, it's 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 pretty. I've only heard good things about both. Yeah, I, I would think so as well. I mean, Tiffin's. 
Um, I, I, I have heard, I mean, no, it's starting to drop, I have heard that Tiffin's is the best restaurant in a Disney park. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, the 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 menu would have, would, you know... It's it's signature. It's a two it's yeah. a two you know a two dining credit kind of thing, like the Brown Derby, like La Cellier, right. like uh, I don't know if there are any others. Brown Derby, La Cellier. There's I don't think there's any in the Magic Kingdom. I think be our guest is, but anyway, and and everybody I've heard say stuff about Tiffin says that it's better than any of those. I mean, there are some resort you know restaurants that uh, right. signature obviously they're better, but in terms of actually being in a park, I have heard that it is the best of the signature restaurants. Yeah, I, I have. Um, like I said, I didn't eat there, so I don't know. Right. I don't know enough about it to mention it. I know that um, you know the menu itself is enough to sort of scare. And, and I'm, I mean the, you know the the prices for sure. Or not to mention the, um, <laughs> the sound of some of the things that they're um, grilled you know, octopus. For example. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things on there which we've talked about, Mike. You and I've talked about sure. this before, but um, you know. I, and I've said this a million times, and everybody gets on my case about this. Um, I've been to enough um, fifty dollar a person Disney restaurants to know that I have yet to been to be to one where I felt it was really worth that kind of money. Um, so I, and unless somebody, unless you come back and say this is the ultimate, you've got to go. Um, this is the one that is worth forty five dollars a plate for a pork chop. Um, you know, I, I just won't. I just don't go to them anymore. I don't go to signature restaurants anymore. I've just been bitten by that too many times. So, uh, but it looks. You asked about the aesthetic. The aesthetic is gorgeous. It really fits in beautifully. It's 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 everything everybody's saying about it. The 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 reviews on it have been great as far as the aesthetics go, and it really hits it. But I just thought it was going to be a little bit more story related, a little bit more, um, you know, goofy looking on the inside. I guess. <laughs> than it was it was it's very it's classy as well as having all of those story elements and stuff in there it's got a nice it's got a nice seating area big open um has the same colors that you would imagine it would have those sort of earth tones um you know but it's nice yeah did a good job um i guess before we get to kilimanjaro safari Mm -hmm. did you go on any other attractions at night for example uh, Cali River Rapids. That was the first time I've ever been con- on Cali River Rapids at night. Um, and How was I, that? It was good. It, it was, you know, it added that great little element. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, and uh, what, was, what do you mean when you say add that little element? What do you mean? You know, you don't know where you're going. Okay. <laughs> it's or, or I shouldn't say you don't know where you're going. Because I mean, is it very dark? It's dark, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's as very dark as you can be outdoors in Florida. I mean, you know, you're outside. So there's ambient light coming from all over the place, um, and the the ride is not that far away from you know you you, you know where the ride is. It's not that far sure. away from from you know from from where the Jungle Book is going on. That's uh, true. So you have a lot of lights on on that area for um, you know for seating and for people to walk around through there. So uh, you know you get light, but it's but it it it's a ride that. Um, Aesthetically is not in the ride itself. It's not aesthetically up to snuff of some of the other rides at Animal Kingdom. There's basically just woods, right? I mean, there's not mm-hmm. there's nothing there. So this sort of takes away that and just puts it more into sort of a thrill ride. 
And when you don't really know where you're going or how this is going to work and you can't, you know, it, it adds that extra element to it. Okay. And then you just get soaked when you don't know what's happening. I mean, you know how, right. how crazy soaked you get. I would definitely recommend doing it if you're there in the summer. It's, 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 it's not as drastic a change in um, the quality of it like a, like a roller coaster would be at night. But it's, it's, it's good. It's worth doing. Now, now, I've actually done Everest at night. Did you uh, do that, too? Yeah, I've done that Everest at night. I did this time, and I've done it in the past. Okay. Um, I mean, at night, it, it does add that kind of... It's light. wonderful. Yep, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, so I mean, we don't really have to get too involved with that. But uh, I guess the only other one, really, to talk about is Kilimanjaro Safaris. Did you do that at night? Of course. First, first night we were there, and I had... Um, I had uh, fast passes. <laughs> what I did was, I we were there. Like I said, we were planning on being there at the Animal Kingdom three different nights. I made uh-huh. fast passes for the safaris each of those three different nights because I didn't want rain or something maybe to get in the way. I wanted to be able to do it, um, but we managed to get it on the first night, and then I rode on it again um, a couple of nights later. Um, and I would say, I personally wasn't disappointed um i kind of expected it to be more of a let's squint your eyes and turn and look and see mm-hmm. um but the problem was that at least on the trucks that i run for the couple times i did it i don't think people were ready for that i think people thought that somehow some way they were going to herd these animals closer to the <laughs> truck right. And we were going to see something besides just the shadowy outline of a couple of ears on an antelope in the distance. Um, So I think people were disappointed by that. And the general consensus getting off was, wow, it would have been nice if we actually saw something. Mm -hmm. You know, and in fact, we were there with somebody who hadn't been there before. And our response was, listen, you got to go again during the day because you just haven't seen it. You know, um, so it's cool. It's something that I would say you should do, but it's certainly not better than the original, better than the than the daytime. You lose the whole sort of beauty, the vistas. Um, it goes through the forest part in the beginning, and it's almost impossible really to see anything there. Okay. Um, because, you know, they, it's not really lit much at all and even if it is all it takes is one you know one of the trees and there's a hundred of them to block you and you've got too much shadow so there really isn't anything there um the seeing the eye shine of of um a hippo is something that i thought was really cool but i could see why people wouldn't um but i love that thought you know i love the idea of the eye shine of the hippos coming out of the water looking at you um the crocodiles were the same kind of thing, and then you get into the showstopper, so to speak, which was supposed to be the sunset over the safari. And this was a very strange effect. I was going to um, ask you about that. What did you think about? Yeah, that? it's a it's a it's a peculiar effect, um, be, in, because it kind of does the opposite of what you would think. When you're far away, when you first turn on to the savannah, when you first see the, you know, the 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 fake uh, um, tree in front of you, the the upside down tree, um, mm-hmm. baobab. Uh, baobab. <laughs> I don't know why this stuff is losing in my head. When you first see that, you look in the distance. Okay, so if you're staring at the at at the savannah, 
from that spot, okay, right. it's to the left, the sunset. It's where you're heading, right? So soon it's right in front of your truck as soon as you make that turn. Um, but as you're coming over that hill and into the savannah, it almost looks from a distance like they're doing some sort of construction or something behind those trees. Like there's no definition of color or sun. My my wife thought it was like some sort of like it looked like some sort of carnival going on back there. You know, like it looked like maybe we were seeing Chester and Hester's or Just something. Kind of like those the bright lights you see on the, when you're getting road work done late at night. Yeah, it was a strange effect as you got closer and closer the idea of it being a sunset became more impressive. Okay. And and you were like, oh, I see it now. That's really pretty. Um, and that's a really cool idea. And it's shown enough light on the savanna where a lot of the savanna animals were in view. Um, you know, and there's a lot of activity. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, kind of cool stuff going on. Um, so that's neat. Uh, but that idea of, like, having to make yourself see this sunset... Mm-hmm. I thought was a little strange. I don't know how they could do it any better. Um, I was a, a, my feeling is it was a very ambitious idea uh, and one that maybe just is not really possible. Right. And, and that's the best they could do. Um, but they did a good job. And when you're up, when you make that tor- turn uh, past the hyenas, you make that turn, um, you really see what they were going for. And it looks really pretty there. Yeah, I've heard that before, that there's the one spot there where it looks very strange, but once you get... It's very that, weird, right. But then you get closer and you see where they're going and it's and it's neat. Um, but then from that point on, basically you're seeing shadows again. Okay. Uh, you know, you're seeing the shadow of a of a, of a elephant if you're lucky. And a shadow of this and the shadow of that. And maybe you're lucky and the rhino's close or the zebra's close. I mean, that area, you're kind of in close contact with those animals. So that really works there. Um, there's, you know, some movement going on. But the, 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 the saving grace is the lions. What, what do you mean by that? Um, because, well, the first time we came in, both the male and the female, I think, I'm not sure there's only one female. There may be two, but there was mm-hmm. a male and a female literally standing on the rocks side by side as if they were waiting for our truck to come down the road like looking at us coming down the road Um, you don't see that very often the second time as you're rounding the corner you can hear the male roaring that's cool and as you go around and go side by side you could see him up there roaring and then the female roars with him you know so the activity level out of the out of the lions was off the chart um, so uh, and it seems to be that's pretty consistent that's kind of what people are getting the night goes down they're waking up they're on they're on they're in their habitat and they're active they're doing stuff um, one guy was the, the the safari truck driver was telling me afterwards that the night before um, they were wrestling each other <laughs> uh, cool. you know rolling around in dirt and everybody's like oh my god you know they, you just don't see that during the day in Florida um, so that makes up for it and certainly th- that alone makes it worth a trip right but all in all it's nowhere near as impressive as Kilimanjaro safari it's the regular safari and I absolutely would tell people make sure you do both okay um, because it's just not the same I mean like, like I said so many people came off there going oh I mean what, it would have been nice to actually see something you know <laughs> 
were um a couple of quick questions about mm-hmm. the film. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a lot of noises? Yeah, you got those. Uh you know, you could hear the hippo noises and the lion noises and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you can hear those and they're fine. Um they're in kind of places where if you've ridden on this ride before, you know, they're canned. And how yeah. do you know that they're hippo noises and other noises? Does the driver say something? They did once, not the other time. Okay. I took notice of that. They said that one driver did say that, and the other driver just sort of let him happen. Okay. So, okay. yeah, one was like, oh, it must be hippos. You can hear the hippo noise. And, and I heard the, the, a father of a kid in front saying, I think that's a bunch of junk. <laughs> <laughs> where? <laughs> Um, it, it's obviously not the same ride um, track, right? Right. Um, right. Did, where do you where do you sort of abbreviate it? At, uh, trying to remember how this worked. At the end of the Savannah, I think you abbreviate it like you don't pass the monkey point. Right, so you take a right up. Yeah, up yeah. You don't, you don't pass the. In. Yeah, I, I don't remember passing the male, the bull elephant area either. But right. maybe we or didn't. The rickety bridge. You don't do that probably either. I don't think so. Yeah, I, it's hard to remember that. I, I um. I, I believe what they do is that when you, right before you get yeah. to monkey point, you make a right and go yes. over the hill by the bull yes. and you come down to where the main elephant herd is right. right there and then you know you're not far from the flamingos and all that kind of that's stuff. absolutely what you did um okay. i just don't remember if the bridge was part of that or not i can't i can't remember that for sure do, but do uh, they stop at uh, at points <laughs> is there more of stopping and stay, staying in one spot a, slightly more but i would say that the truck itself just moves a lot slower um, rather than saying that there's any kind of hey stop and get a look at this, it's just a, a much sort of slower ride through. Okay, All you right. know, and you get the feeling it's just because it's nighttime and they got to be more cautious. You know, they get very slowly through the forest. You know, very very, um, you know, not not anywhere near. And then there's no point like on the on the savanna where they pick up any speed and kind of make it around. They just sort of go very very slowly through that whole area. Now, is there um, w- w- both times you were there? Did you see the wild dogs or the hyenas or? Yes and yes. Um, okay. I saw. I, I think the dogs generally are out during the day. It seems. I see. Okay. And the hyenas at night. Okay. Um, and the hyenas are very active when I saw them. The dogs are gorgeous. They're really cool animals. No, I like that. I mean, they, yeah. they have them at the Bronx Zoo as well. The, the, the yeah, dogs. Um, they're really cool. If I remember correctly. The hyenas were were when when we were there at least. I don't know if this changes, but when we were there, the hyenas were the the nighttime shift. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, when I was there before the nighttime safaris, I saw hyenas during the day, so I I don't know what it's like now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they may they may be they rotate them or something, but um, perhaps yeah. But when I was there, that's how it was. Now, um, anything else about safari? <sighs> What kind of weights were you looking at? Oh, I'll tell you—it's funny. Um, you were you were looking at gigantic fast pass lines, and basically that was it. Um, the 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 standby line was a sixty-minute wait, but there was like nobody in it, so they were just 
filling up fast passes, which made me feel like what we were getting was locals getting their fast pass plus taken care of on their, uh, you know, on their on their annual passes and coming in for to see it for the first time because it was a lot of that i was hearing a lot of that like oh we're seeing this for the first time it's the first time we've seen the nighttime one and uh you know a lot of talk about oh you guys see the other ones better and you know that kind of stuff so i think a lot of people were doing that there was a lot of waits but mike i was seeing wait times out the wazoo all over the park for three days Um, even like at the other parks like at the everywhere everywhere yeah it was just crowded and hot Sure. Well, nothing like what we've been seeing for the Frozen Ever After. Have you seen? Some no, of those? nothing like that. No, no, nothing like I, that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing. Not insanity, um, you know. Uh, but there was a lot of people trying to get onto it. But I, I think again, I think that that was just a um, a, a factor of it being new, and mm-hmm. and people, you know, people were still trying to see it for the first time and scrambling onto it. Uh, but there was, yeah, there was 60, 70 minutes. That kind of time yeah. frame, okay. you know, as high as it gets for Kilimanjaro Safari during the day. Sure. I mean, it was it was this it was no different. It was the same. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, new? With no, there's nothing really. Else. There's nothing really that stuck out for me. Um, again, the it, it, you know, it was my first time at a certain time of year, and uh, you know, it was a bit of a culture shock. Um, you know, I'm an expert, obviously, at touring these parks in my own mind. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, these kind of crowds and, and having new things kind of puts a monkey wrench in all of that and all the stuff that you think you know. Um, so it, it is important to kind of think about if you're going to go and it's crowded like this or if you still, you know, if we still have that shine of the new things going on here, uh, I would recommend really kind of thinking about your, your game plan and, and making sure you're, you know, trying to avoid last minute adjustments because it's going to be difficult to make those. Um, you know at night i would say riding on you know riding on the the nighttime safari um seeing the show even if you if you really if you're into that kind of thing see the show um you know and see everest at night for sure those would be the sort of the three things that i would make you know that i would say make sure you do uh cali is cool but not necessary i think if you come back a second day at night you can kind of switch something over to that um even though the show is subpar um it's good i think it's good to see something new rather than cali wasn't really that big a difference for me to say go see that instead of a new show sure um but be prepared that you know at the current time at least standby is not an option for the show um and certainly not an option for kilimanjaro safaris at night either you can spend your whole night there on those lines so if that's what you plan on doing so make sure you're planning in advance and and trying not to change things around um i i found that the new seating for um the uh the covered seating for the uh uh, uh, the barbecue uh, was a, yeah the flame tree is is you know is really nice great area really kind of cool area to sit during the show too um, you can't really make out what's going on in the show because you're on the wrong side of the projection so you don't really see it but you hear it and it you know and it's kind of a neat little thing to sit there because you get a you know you're looking right at it. Right, right at the show and right at the at the audience. That's kind of a neat little spot if you don't get a chance to see the show and you just kind of want to get, 
you know a feel of what it's like you can certainly go down there for that and you know it's dark and you're you're there by yourself and you get a good view um and don't forget to see just give yourself 15 minutes to for you know to see the the new entertainment and to see the tree awakening because it's that that's really the the showstoppers to me mike are not the rides it's you know in true joe roadie fashion it's these little things that happen when you're not expecting it you know these these little changes little little cultural drop-ins and things like that that really um you know make going over there at night really worth it uh, it reminds me of sort of the it, it reminded me of sort of the heyday of of um of uh, uh, the uh, the world showcase when the band the good bands were all still there, mm-hmm. and this goes back a few years now because they've changed a few different bands over the time. But you know there was years and years ago where my wife and I would go just go see all these different acts and this different funny stuff and you know grab something to eat and it was just like you just walk around and enjoying all this stuff going on and not really sitting online or worrying about anything you know and that's what you can really do here now because there's so many of these things being offered um, and I would say that the only thing that I would like to see Mike and the only thing I hope we get an addition for is something at Dinoland. Um, some sort of nighttime edition, atmospheric nighttime edition um, over there to kind of bring that into the fold of this of this new thing. Um, and, and because this that's just that just is what it always is over there. You know, and, and it would be nice to add maybe a band or a, some kind of show or maybe comedy or something. Over there, um, a troop of the interns working at the Dino Institute, something like that. Anything, it, that's fine. I mean, just something to bring it in to get people moving all around the park and not just in between Harambe. And, uh, and you know, I understand why they're shutting off, basically trying not to get people out to Asia. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you could do it in Dino Land because it's kind of off by itself there, um, and it certainly will work really nicely. Uh, that's kind of it, though. Other than that, I, I, you know. The rides itself and the show are all, to me, all underwhelming. It's the it's these little things that that have that have added to it, and and hopefully the new show, you know, the real show, um, and obviously Avatar will change that and make you know make mm-hmm. must sees. What, what I would say right now is, of all these attractions and things that I went on, nothing's really a must do, a must see. Um, Kilimanjaro safaris is just because it's something new and if you've done it a million times like we have yeah you should experience a new a new thing here but right. it's not um, it's not a showstopper by any means okay all right I hate to disappoint you on that maybe you'll have a different opinion we'll have to see how this lines up after you go yeah yeah we'll talk about <laughs> when I go in uh, in a couple of well about seven or eight weeks now yeah I, so is that it for this show I think so. I should probably get back to the monkeys. All right. Go back to Jimmy Durante. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, don't forget JumboEveryone.com. There you can find the links to join us on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. And thank you for tuning in to Radio Harambe. Atamelele Atamelele
Now who 